Coming to you from sunny Los Angeles, she is a lifestyle, beauty, and health enthusiast, and he is a serial entrepreneur and marketing expert. And now, Sweeta and Haseeb will be taking you on a glorious ride. Welcome to Cup of Joe Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cup of Joe with Haseeb and Sweeta. And today's episode will be talking about gut health. And actually, I am going to be leading this episode today, so you won't be hearing any of my husband, Haseeb. So it's all me, and uh, as you guys probably know from the first episode, I am a working registered nurse here in LA. I've been doing this for about four years now, so I've gotten some, you know, insight on health and the aspects of health that we kind of need in order to take care of ourselves. I've been seeing lots of like diseases and illnesses around out there because of what I do. And so I just wanted to shine light on something very important. I would love to discuss about gut health because ultimately what we put into our bodies kind of shows throughout how we feel every day from our energy or from the way that we just are able to function, our brain function, our organ systems functioning. So everything is related to our gut health. Now, anything that I say in today's podcast is not advice. It's not anything that I'm instructing you to do. It's basically just opinions. It's basically everything that I've been learning from my job and from the world and from Google actually, and kind of putting it together in play from my own experiences. So I'm not giving any advice on today's episode. I'm basically just going to share my opinions and I hope that you guys enjoy. Okay, so let's just jump right into it. What is gut health? Well, To be honest, I really didn't have much of an idea about what gut health meant until I was kind of facing some symptoms recently for the last like year or so, or maybe year and a half. Symptoms like uh, feeling uh, kind of like having acid reflux after a meal or, you know, just not feeling good, feeling bloated and just kind of just not being myself. So I looked more into it and I found out that so many factors can affect our gut health. So first of all, I had been drinking coffee on an empty stomach every morning for a year, like on my way to work. And I work about like three days a week. So from three days of the week, I was drinking coffee on an empty stomach until I got to work and then I would have breakfast there. But by then it was too late because all the acidic coffee was kind of eroding my stomach away slowly. And I didn't even know it. I didn't know it until a year later when finally I got symptoms from that erosion. So those symptoms came about as acid reflux, as feeling bloated, as feeling like I couldn't even eat a meal, I was never hungry. And so I'm only 28 and I was feeling all these kinds of symptoms. So I knew that something was wrong. So I did more research and digging into what what had happened or what could have been the cause. And I found that the highly acidic contents of coffee, if consumed alone without any food, has a very, very bad consequence to your body. And I know there's a lot of there a lot of you guys out there that drink coffee on, probably on an empty stomach and you never even knew that this kind of problem would happen, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that yes, it does happen even though nobody even really tells us about these things. There's always consequences to our actions. And so me drinking coffee for a year straight on an empty stomach led to symptoms that I wish I had never experienced, but I'm glad I went through them because now I know what to do differently, how to take care of my gut health, and I'm able to share with everyone out there the things to avoid and kind of the things to lean more towards. And it's all my opinions, okay, guys? So I'm not advising you to do anything. So first of all, 
gut health and food intake or gut health and coffee intake all play hand in hand in how you feel every single day because of the fact that we humans need certain microbiomes to have proper daily function in our lives, in our body, in our, in our system. So for example, let's just talk about a microbiome. So a microbiome is any organism in a particular environment, including the body or a part of the body. And these microbiomes, or you can just call them microbes, help us stay alive. It helps us protect against germs. It helps break down food to release energy, and it helps produce vitamins. Now, microbiomes come from any food or energy sources that we consume. So if we are eating plenty of vegetables, we're getting positive microbiomes to help our internal gut health um, kind of flourish in that sense. So our own bodies have bacteria. Our own gut has certain bacteria needed to help keep the gut stay alive and functioning. So when we humans put the wrong kind of bacteria in our gut, it goes against our own bacteria. And that's why sometimes we have like symptoms of reflux or symptoms of just not being able to tolerate food or having other symptoms and other issues that lead to like many, many illnesses out there. And it's just something that probably we never really even thought of until lately, until all the foods that we've been eating have been causing such a bad response internally that we are feeling these symptoms and having just such a hard time living our day-to-day life. So for example, if I can be very frank with you all, I had to start a food diary to see what I'm consuming, to see how much I was consuming in order to kind of like break down and see what was causing all my acid reflux because I had never experienced acid reflux until after the whole coffee for a year on an empty stomach incident. So I dug in deeper and I found out that I was actually consuming lots of acidic foods. And um, these were things that were like my normal daily kind of foods that I would have consumed since I was a kid. So for example, eggs, the yellow part of eggs are very acidic and I would eat eggs like a couple times a week. And with these eggs, I would make like omelet style and put tomatoes in them or I would put like jalapenos in them and then drink orange juice on the side. So all these things I just mentioned, tomatoes, jalapenos, orange juice are super acidic. And so me having those uh, egg yolks, you know, I would eat the eggs and then there was egg yolks with them, with the tomatoes, with the orange juice on the side, with the jalapenos and all this other stuff that I would put in. It was just creating this acidic environment in my stomach. And so at this point, the coffee had destroyed my normal acid which um, would help break down other acidic foods that would come inside. But since I didn't have my own acid to do this, when I was consuming all these highly acidic foods, I would just create this big like response from my stomach of reflux and backup because it couldn't digest the food properly. And so this was just not a way to live. I mean, I was having these symptoms maybe a couple times a week and it's just it wasn't fair to me you know I couldn't I couldn't be the person that I am at work or be the person that I'm that I am at home feeling so uncomfortable and feeling so like just not myself and I'm sure others who have experienced this probably have this kind of feeling as well or maybe you guys know someone that had kind of these kinds of feelings and so what I did was this food diary and it kind of really showed me what I was eating 
what I should start avoiding and what works for me. So I had a list of all the acidic foods that I needed to avoid, which included coffee, which included tomatoes. It had a range of cheeses. It had other like highly um, fatty foods, oily foods. Chocolate was on that list. Ice cream was on that list. It was anything and everything that would lead to a backup of my esophagus and lead me to like belching or just having like reflux come back up. And so I had avoided all these foods for a good like almost two months, okay? And in that, in that time, I would just I would just like wake up, eat egg whites with spinach, with a piece of bread. For lunch, I would try to do rice and fish. I honestly skipped dinner and lost weight doing that because I just didn't want to deal with acid backup while I was sleeping. So I tried this for like a good two months and I, I saw results finally. I finally stopped feeling so like burpy or feeling bloated or belchy or uh, feeling like there was acid backup coming coming up. And I, I saw that my symptoms were improving little by little. And so I basically just had cut out all the acidic foods, incorporated alkalinic foods such as alkaline water, melons, apples, rice, fish, um, anything and everything alkalinic. There's a whole list on Google you guys can check out. And so I did this and I saw major improvements. So when you balance out an acidic environment with an alkalinic base, there is a better compatibility of the organisms staying alive and being able to thrive in that environment um, instead of kind of like fighting in your stomach and wanting to come back up. So if possible, try to incorporate as many alkalinic foods as possible in your day-to-day life. And if you do drink coffee, which I'm sure about 90% of the listeners out there do, please make sure you have something in your stomach before drinking coffee. Do not drink it by itself. Listen to me because I just, I've been through it and it's just such a hard thing to go through after drinking coffee for so long and eroding your stomach and having these symptoms. I just would like to educate everyone out there and inform you guys of that please eat something before you drink coffee. That's If you guys learn anything in this video or this, I'm sorry, this episode, it's to make sure you have something in your tummy before you drink coffee. Okay, now let's jump back into the microbiomes that I was talking about. So there are a range of microbiomes that are so good for your health, that are so good for your gut bacteria. Because our gut bacteria needs other bacteria in order to sustain itself, in order to thrive. If you just give it like one or two different bacterias, that really doesn't do much for the microbiomes that need, that are needed in order to thrive. So you need to incorporate as many different microbiomes in order for your own gut bacteria to be happy. So in this case, there are so many options that of foods that have great bacteria out there, and I can just name a few. So for example, as all of you know, fruits and veggies are always going to be the number one thing that we're going to always talk about because they really do have such great health benefits. They are high in fiber, which are which is good for you for your bowel motions. They have um, also beans and legumes have very high amounts of fiber, which is needed in order for the microbiomes to thrive. Some high fiber foods that are good for your gut bacteria include, but are not limited to, raspberries, artichokes, green peas, broccoli, chickpeas, lentils, beans, whole grains, melons, avocados, bananas, and much, much more. 
Uh, there is something in all humans that's called bifidobacteria, and it's been it's considered beneficial bacteria that helps prevent intestinal inflammation and it enhances gut health. And these foods, the common fruits that we all eat every day, are they have these uh, bifidobacteria. So these foods are apples, blueberries, almonds, and pistachios. These are just to name a few. So if you love apples, just why not go ahead and eat, that, eat an apple a day to make sure you have enough bifidobacteria to help prevent against inflammation and to enhance your gut health. Because when you have inflammation in your gut, basically it can lead to like changes in cells and um, changes in cells are always bad because it always leads to more changes and you don't want any kind of changes to your cells. You just want to keep your cells happy and healthy and keep regenerating the same cells. So in order to do this, you have to incorporate good bacteria with your own bacteria for your gut to help sustain and to thrive. And another topic that I want to mention, I mean, another set of foods that I want to mention that are good for, that are good for your microbiomes is fermented foods. So fermented foods usually involve like bacteria or yeast converting the sugars in food to organic acids or alcohol. So, for example, um, a fermented food that we all know of is yogurt. Yogurt is fermented and it's so good for your gut bacteria because it incorporates more good bacteria for your gut to help to thrive. And other fermented foods that probably you've heard of are kimchi, sauerkraut, uh, kefir cheese, and kombucha. I know kombucha has been a very popular trend lately and it does have really good health benefits. It has good bacteria that your stomach needs. And so you can go ahead and try kombucha, um, unless you're allergic, then please, please stay away. <laughs> okay, so uh, another bacteria that we all need is called lactobacilli, and um, these lactobacilli are, they're living in our intestine, but if, intestines, but if we eat foods that have this lactobacilli, for example, uh, like yogurt, then uh, these bacteria help fight against uh, further inflammation and chronic diseases. And also, yogurt consumption can help to modify intestinal bacteria and improve symptoms of lactose intolerance in both infants and adults. Well, that's a fun fact. So if any of you there are lactose intolerant, just know that there were studies that show that yogurt consumption can benefit this um, benefit or improve symptoms of lactose intolerance. And um, another thing that I wanted to mention is uh, soybean. Soybeans help promote uh, bifidobacteria and lactobacilli. So you can do fermented soybean milk if you find it at the grocery store, or you can try to do it yourself at home and uh, see where this kind of adventure takes you guys. <laughs> so another thing that we all are guilty of here, especially here in the States, is consumption of sweets. Sweets meaning candy, sugar, cookies, um, sh you know, coffees that have sugar in them, whatever it that may be. Artificial sugar is very, very, very bad for us humans because artificial sweeteners are high in a component called aspartame. Aspartame, it's a artificial sweetener that people love because, you know, love to use because you think that, oh, it's not real sugar, it's just fake sugar. But fake sugar is worse than real sugar. And let me tell you why. This artificial sweetener has a component that helps, unfortunately, 
helps you increase your own blood sugar and impairs your insulin response. Now, I can go on and on about this topic because insulin and sugar intake is all linked to a very deadly disease in America. Not deadly, but chronic, kind of a chronic disease in America called diabetes, which so many of the U.S. population has. And so artificial sweeteners will lead you up into that disease if you guys don't watch out how much of intake you're, you're taking every day. Now, aspartame actually negatively impacts your gut health. In which ways are you asking? Well, the number one way is that it does not, it's not compatible with your own bacteria in the gut. So instead of it being a place for it to thrive more, it'll actually be a place where um, the bad bacteria can start growing. And when you get back bacteria to start growing, you can have a lot of other chronic illnesses and you just don't want to get in, go there. I don't even want to get into that. So just to let you know, artificial sweeteners negatively affect blood sugar levels because of their effects on the gut microbiota. And microbiota could be another word for saying gut health. So don't even worry about what that means. <laughs> so another way to kind of help your gut health and gut system, health system thrive are to have prebiotic foods. So prebiotics are foods that promote the growth of beneficial microbes in the gut. They are mainly fiber or complex carbs that cannot be digested by the human cells, but certain species of bacteria break them down and use them for fuel. So there are many fruits and veggies out there that contain prebiotics, but they can also be found on their own. Um, so for example, these prebiotics could include just that uh, they can be in a pill form. You can pick them up at your local grocery store, take them like as a vitamin or something. And so the bottom line is that Prebiotics reduce the risk factors for many diseases out there, such as obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. And prebiotics also promote the growth of beneficial bacteria, especially bifidobacteria, which I was talking about earlier. And bifidobacteria helps reduce, you know, other uh, illnesses like chronic illnesses or inflammation. And um, another thing to eat and plenty amounts of is whole grains. Whole grains contain lots of fiber and non-digestible carbs, such as beta-glucan. Another diet that you guys should probably focus on is a plant-based diet, because plant-based diet promotes the growth of different types of intestinal bacteria. And this is because uh, vegetarian diets have lots of different veggies. <laughs> There's a variety of veggies that, that are being consumed that have these different bacteria and the more bacteria we provide to our gut, the better environment that it is to sustain a healthy, healthy gut. So veggies and vegan diets do help the microbiota, but you are lacking certain vitamins and certain minerals that are needed from consuming meats. So kind of it kind of outweighs the risks and benefits. And I don't know exactly how that that's kind of so I know that vitamin B12 is something that you are missing out on if you have a vegetarian diet. But again, it's very easy to just take a vitamin B12 supplement and be back on par or be back in action and get in the game with your vitamin B12 and just having sustainability with your vitamins is the number one thing that you need. Another group of foods that are important to your diet are polyphenols. They are plant compounds that have many health benefits and they um, basically help reduce blood pressure, inflammation, uh, cholesterol levels, and oxidative stress. And polyphenols are not always digested by your 
like your gut or your like right on your digestive tract, they will make their way to the colon and over there they will be digested by gut bacteria. And some good sources of polyphenols include cocoa and dark chocolate, red wine, grapes, uh, grape skins, I'm sorry, green teas, almonds, onions, blueberries, and broccolis. These all help um, to kind of increase the quantity of your bifidobacteria and lactobacilli and reduces the quantity of clostridia. Clostridia is a bacteria that basically cannot digest foods and it will lead into other illnesses. These are just some of the ways that you can help improve your gut health. And again, these are all opinions. They are not advice. It's just all my opinions from what I was facing with my gut issues. And um, today I'm a stronger person because I went through all this. A stronger sense, <laughs> stronger sense, and like emotionally stronger, physically stronger. Um, and I, I always have improvements, though. I can always go for uh, more knowledge because you know every day is a new day, and every day we can learn something new from all this. So. I just wanted to share my experiences with my gut health and hopefully help any of you out there who are listening. I think it's just so important to be able to share experiences so that we can all learn and grow from them. You know, it's not just all about listening to that one person on YouTube, you know, the guru, health guru. There are many different people out there suffering the same thing that we are every day. And it's so good to hear from real people because this is the way that we can improve, improve ourselves, our health, our lifestyle, our relationships, our our family life, everything. Everything starts from taking care of ourselves. And so I hope that I was able to share some knowledge with you all today. And if you guys want to listen to more, just stay tuned for the next episode where I will be discussing another uh, topic on health. I think I'm going to do one more health topic and then go towards beauty. So I really hope you guys enjoyed my podcast today. I'm so sorry if there were any pauses, but um, like I said, I am still learning and I'm still growing and I'm a human being. I make errors, I make mistakes, and that's how I learn from them. So thank you guys all so much for listening and um, you can hop on to Cup of Joe with Haseeb and Suida and listen to our future interviews and podcasts coming up. You can find me on Instagram at Suida Tariq, S-W-E-E-T-A-T-A-R-I-Q. Follow me for my personal life on there. It's all me and Haseeb anyway. And um, some fun stuff that I love to post of traveling. And we're going to Hawaii, Honolulu in a couple of weeks. So we're so excited. So please stay tuned. We will be talking about our adventures in Hawaii as well on our next one of our next episodes coming up. And we have so much more to discuss. So this is just the beginning. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. See you soon. This episode of Cup of Joe podcast has ended. Please be sure to subscribe for more fun conversations. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or the app that you're using so we can continue to bring you the best content. We are also on all social media channels. You can find us at Cup of Joe Pod or cupofjoepod.com. See you on our next episode.